If you were Santa Claus, what would you want kids to leave for you when you come down the chimney during Christmas? A cute little kitten. Coal. Cookies. What is happening? I was very excited to do this podcast. That answer just went in so many different directions. I think Amber had the best answer. Kittens. Yeah, yeah a cute little kitten. That would be awesome. Yeah. You come down the chimney and... It's just like, meow. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be awesome. I said a basic answer. You said cookies? Cookies. Don't you give Santa cookies? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I picked it. I, I wasn't thinking my answer, so I picked the obvious answer, you know? So oh, you yeah. give him cookies, he gives you cookies? No, no, no. no, no. If you the were Santa Claus. Is, if you're Santa Claus, uh-huh. what would you want kids to give you when you come down the chimney? Oh. Uh, so you so why'd you say coal? I said I wanted to get coal. Why? Because it's badass. Like, yeah, I got coal this okay, time. Okay, but now that you're Santa, what would you want? If anyone can't if tell, kid, I'm eye rolling. A, a kid give you, me something? You come down the chimney, what would you want to see? No, nah, I don't want to do any of that. What? I don't want a kid to give me nothing. Why not? That's, it's That's like, like some a... pedo-ish. <laughs> no, Frost, why are you always going to make it weird? No, like, I don't I don't want to take something from a kid. He's not doing pedo Yeah, I said a cute little kitten. If a cute little kitten's there, I would, like, stroke the kitten. <laughs> sorry. Oh, my gosh. I'm so used to it off. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm used to it off the podcast Excuse lingo me. that I just used it on. Sorry. Yeah, I want cookies, but if they're I give, bad. I give, I give Santa a nice... Jab in the throat. You are Santa, you are and you're Santa. coming oh. down the chimney. Oh my gosh! You ruined my question too. Um, nah, I'm not. I'm not going down anybody's chimney. That's dirty. You're, you're supposed Santa. to get the presents. You're, no. you're literally Santa. Yeah. You don't have a choice. Actually, I'm skipping out on all the houses. I'm more like the Grinch. Actually, Frosty. I like the Grinch's move. I'm down with that movement. <laughs> oh, you, you are the Grinch. Steal the presents instead of give them. You are the Grinch. Nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Welcome and thank you for tuning in to an episode of Strange Flavors. My name is Shimmer. I'm Faraz. My name is Amber. And this is the strangest and greatest podcast <laughs> in, <laughs> in the game. It is now finally December. <laughs> Super cold. Are you excited? It's The better question is, are you guys excited? For? It's December now. Why are we November is gone. I'm cool with Amber. Oh, <laughs> I, can, I can shave now. Uh, sure. The, the little I have. Disgusting <laughs> joke. Are you going to shave, Faraz? Yeah, I think I am. Neither of you guys should shave. I think you guys are making great progress. No, I, I like to switch up. You got to switch it up sometimes. Yeah, you got to switch you know? up, but I'm shaving. No, Shamir, so, yeah. you said you're going to keep it. You're going to shave today? Not today. I'll make an Instagram poll, and you guys just... Uh, you it. always make Instagram polls, no, no, and but nobody th- likes your this, mustache. This year? No, No, I think your mustache must- is growing Mustache would always win, but I would always shave it anyways. Oh. <laughs> but anyways, it's you different this time. You should shave it on January 1st. It's, it's different this time. I'm going to be like, whoever my IG crush votes on then i'll choose that one do you have an ig you crush like, like, i don't but like <laughs> so then, I, i'm gonna pick a random one so you can't no, but it'll get people excited you know they'll be like oh what if i'm his can you IG crush? Mic up a little bit yeah sorry um, they'll be like oh maybe i'm his ig crush or something and okay well if you're listening like, now you know gross. that he doesn't actually have an ig crush he's just trying Dang to get it. answers it's whatever it's whatever i put that's the twist okay <laughs> anyways shamir shamir looks for my approval <laughs> That's All right, true. well, we start on a good note, but I do want to take it to a really sad note. Um, a couple of days ago, I found out, or the whole world kind of found out, that the creator of SpongeBob passed away, Steven Hillenburg. Dang. What was your guys' favorite SpongeBob episode? Favorite one? I really like uh, the snowball effect. Snow- I don't know, I forget what it's called, but you know when like they build those forts? Oh, and yeah, Squidward yeah. like is not into the whole thing. Yeah, 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 and then he's he gets too deep into it, and then SpongeBob and Patrick are done by that point. <laughs> they're inside. They're just yeah. like chilling, and he's like going crazy. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good That's one. That's a good one. Mine's like There's the crusty crab pizza. Is the pizza for you and me? Yeah. The crusty crab pizza is the yeah yeah pizza for you and me. Dang, that was good. You're welcome. My favorite one is, you know, when they're in the box. The imaginary box. The imaginary box. Oh, that's sick. Because it's so deep. Did you try to do that? I I didn't try to. Well, I would do that, but, like, not actually that, though. You know, like, we'd make forts and stuff and pretend we're in, like, a spaceship or something. Like, all of us kids do that. And But it's still, it's, like, something that you kind of don't want to get rid of, especially as a creative. Which, so did this guy, like, make all those episodes? Like, he wrote them and stuff, or what? Yeah, he created the show, and I think he wrote and animated. Oh, he animated? And, and a lot of them, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think he drew them and stuff like that. But What's his name? Steven Hillenburg. 
Cool. Rest but, in peace. Yeah. Like, did, did they cancel SpongeBob? No, it keeps going. I don't. I don't know if he still works on it, but um, yeah. I thought they. I thought they. Going. I thought I saw something where they were ending it on Twitter. Maybe I don't know. Wrong facts. Incorrect facts. Anyways, did you guys see uh that Goat Face comedy special? I didn't get to watch it yet, but I saw the promo for it. Oh my gosh. Goat Face uh, with Hasan Minaj, Asif Ali, Fahim. and uh, Anwar. Fahim Anwar. And um, another person. And a, something with an A. <laughs> Aristotle. 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 Yeah. yeah. Aristotle. Aristotle's brown person? Yeah. He's like Turkish, I think. Turkish, yeah. Oh, okay. But um, it, it was crazy. Like, it was the first time seeing brown people actually make brown jokes mm-hmm. that yeah. were like native yeah in a com and on comedy central no i felt that like it was so cool like you texted our group and you're like yo goat face is on yeah and i turned it on and i was like whoa yeah i, I, th- I thought it was gonna be like you know just random skits yeah like right? they were gonna do like just you know american comedy type but things. they're brown that's it that's what i thought it would yeah. be but it wasn't it was like full they're brown using comedy like brown lingo mm-hmm. yeah that you know you'd have to kind of get like they had this game show and it was like i saw see i, I saw like little promo yeah, parts yeah. of it and i think it was cool like they had like this whole like it, it instead of trying to appeal to like white people how i feel like sometimes they do in this case they were like yeah this is for the brownies out here yeah and it, it was cool because that that game show it was like brown dads mm-hmm. and it was like it was the funniest thing because everyone could relate because it was like all right they give everyone a shoe all the brown dads and they're like um you know how like targets pop up and whatnot Mm -hmm. so it was like their kids Mm -hmm. and they would be like robbers and stuff Mm -hmm. and their kids would be like oh i got a c in math or something and then Mm -hmm. they would have to hit their kid Mm -hmm. and then the robber would come up and be like oh i'm about to kill her and then like they wouldn't throw it but they would throw it at their kid and it would be like so hilarious that like you know they're using these funny jokes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It was awesome, yeah. And actually, I saw that um, Aristotle, um, who is one of the the lead actors on that show, he um, has gone through a lot to come to this stage, and it was a huge moment for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he like uh, his mom has uh, I forget what it is, but she's like she's on a wheelchair. She's on a wheelchair. She can't move. He has to like pick her up and like take her around and stuff yeah. like that and she was like very sad because she was like i'm slowing down your career yeah and like why are you helping oh. me and then he um but he still kept hustling he kept going and then finally this moment came out and these billboards of Goatface are all over new york city and so he took her to one of the billboards and she was like really happy and proud yeah and that was like so cool because like all the other guys uh as far as i know like i know you know hassan and asif Ali are pretty big um i think fahim Anwar is you know, yeah, really big. but they were all kind of established. You know, Hassan has Patriot Act going on, mm-hmm. and Asif Ali has Wrecked, and a few other. You know, he's always doing comedy, and I think Fahim does stand up, and so they were all pretty, yeah. pretty decent. But I feel like this was a huge moment for Aristotle. Yeah, and that's just dope. Like, you know, they they had this a while ago, right? Yeah, like, the Go cool Face thing. The thing. The cool thing is they I, started out on YouTube. Yeah, like there were YouTube skits, mm-hmm. and all four of these guys, right? Mm-hmm. And then Hassan gets really big. And then Asif Ali gets a little big, and so does uh, Fahim Anwar. And, like, they go back to their whole original group. Yeah. Like, they were saying, like, they never thought Goatface would come back because they mm-hmm. all got so big in their own different avenues and they're doing different things. But they were like, no, let's do this. And finally, Comedy Central was like, we talked to Asif Ali. And yeah, that's what I was going to say and when he saw him. Yeah, we, was... we went to one of his uh, live shows and whatnot. And he was, we, like, asked him, like, yo, how did Goatface happen because it was like a YouTube series. Like, how did you make that happen on Comedy Central? And they're like, oh yeah, we finally got big enough that they're like, we trust yeah. you guys to do whatever. And they just budgeted us and everything. And we're he like, said like two or three years ago is when they first pitched it. And they were like, nah, nah, there's not really room for this. And then when, you know, the brown stuff is now happening in the media and it's like becoming cooler, they were like, hey, yeah, come back and do this now. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I was like, mm-hmm. it's just go fun. check it out, Comedy Central. Yeah. It's but, a dope thing. By the way, Sp- SpongeBob hasn't been canceled. Wait, what? Wrong facts. Yeah, there was there was an image that went around on Twitter. This is the one that I was looking at. That it said after 17 years, um, SpongeBob has officially been canceled. But it says that that was fake. So yeah. it's still going on. So cool. it's still going on. But I heard the episodes aren't as good or classics like no, they used know. to be. So There's some classics. Uh, the kids will still enjoy it. Yeah. Did you guys listen to Meek Mill's new album? Yeah. I listen awesome. to two songs. Yeah, I'm. I know which ones you listen to. Drake, Drake and Drake and Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you listen to Cardi one. Drake. Yeah. You missed out on the Jay Z one. Yeah. 
Amber. <laughs> I expected that. What'd you expect from her? <laughs> I don't. You know, I was so so when when things like like when moments like this happen, I get so hype. I'm like blown away. Moments like what? Like Jay Z, what he did. Okay. I'll talk about it in a second. But uh, relating to Amber, like I'm just blown away. I'm like, oh my god, this is happening in hip hop right now. And then I have nobody to like talk to. So then I'll be like, Appa, come here, like which is my sister. Um, I'm like, listen to these lines, and I'm like reading her the genius lines, and I'm playing her the Jay Z track, and she's like. Ew, why did he why did he laugh like that? I'm like, that's <laughs> all you got? <laughs> like she just doesn't care. So that's what Amber is. She's just like uh, excuse me, I care. You would probably have said the same thing. You don't know what you don't know me, bye. <laughs> but that's I didn't, true. I, I didn't have said actually that. <laughs> like I didn't even even the Drake and Cardi B song, I like didn't even like properly listen to them or look up the lyrics, so I still need to listen to Meek Mill's whole yeah. album. No, I for okay, so you guys might—I don't know if you guys will hate me for this—but I actually don't like Drake that much. Like, mm. I like his whole aesthetic. I like some of his as songs. As a person, you're saying you really like? No, him? no, I love him as a person. Uh, his music. It's, you don't like his Drake, his music that much. I liked his—I like his hard stuff. Okay. His soft stuff is like oh, okay. is okay. Got mm. it. But and in in like party settings, it's amazing, mm. right? But I kind of don't listen to him like by myself. Mm. Like it's, he's just not oh, okay. not for me like that, mm. uh, unless it's like hard. So not and his fake. Meek Mill. No, that's a hard song. No, that's I'm a hard kidding. song. Yeah. And Meek Mill, I feel like that's my fi- one of my favorite versions of Drake when oh, Drake like came he on. He brings this. out yeah, that's like because because Drake has his own like style of beats and whatnot, which are pretty mm. good, but. I like him, like even on Rico when he came on in Meek yeah. Mill's old song, I was like, yo, they both go so hard. And I was kind of sad when they had beef. But now that they're back together, quote unquote. I think it makes it even cooler awesome. that they had beef and like now yeah, they're like. Yeah, it, it makes it like, like them both even more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's so cool and so nice that they set aside their differences. I got so hype when Meek Mill, like on the on the track that they have together, Drake is going off and then Meek comes in and one of the first, the second line he says is, me and Drizzy back to back is getting scary. Yeah, that was a dope line. I was like, I was on fire. Yeah, I was like, yo, this is scary. Yeah, like two unstoppable forces in the rap game. Yeah, mm-hmm. united in this way because Meek is crazy. Like yeah. the thing is, we like to pretend on the internet that when when we say people are canceled, it's over for them. Yeah, but no. People- the thing is, like Meek Mill, he's beaten all odds already. He comes from like he's he's a classic rapper meaning like like a lot of what hip-hop started was about like the struggle and things like that and coming from poverty and um you know uh these environments that there's uh gangs and guns and things like that going on so me comes from that sort of like environment which a lot of hip-hop artists nowadays it's like you know it's kind of fake kids in the suburbs coming up and and getting big on soundcloud um so meek knows that side of things and so for him to like think that oh the internet's gonna shut me down he's like no he went to jail and he came out and he's like i'm gonna keep going the coolest thing about him going to jail was that like sorry that's not cool at all but no no the moment yeah drake was like supporting him yeah like he was like free my mans like even though they may have not been cool and i think that's what kind of started the i mean the whole city was yeah philly was going crazy yeah the super bowl was all about that and meek mill had a lot of shots on like the judge and the whole justice system like during his whole album and i'm like that's really cool and i don't know it's just so nice to see it shows it shows like a nice side of drake like that's Mm -hmm. why i love him as a person i'm like Mm -hmm. they set aside their differences and they're just appreciating each other and showing each other love i mean meek is crazy so it's like you can't if you want to be drake like you gotta and he even had beef with jay-z too Mm. uh drake did for Mm -hmm. a while and uh what jay-z tweeted like okay so we got to give context of like the track so on um what's free it's one of the coolest tracks that's been made in a while. That's what the track is called. It's Rick Ross, Jay-Z, and Meek Mill. And when you put Rick Ross and Jay-Z together, it's always a banger, first of all. Mm-hmm. But uh, they talk about how like people in America, especially black men, aren't free. Um, and and it questions what is really free. And Jay-Z kind of like says how, you know, the, what's going on in the system isn't really like the way that the industry works. Like, you know how everybody kind of flexes, okay, I'm on the billboard now, right? Mm-hmm. Six nine does that like yeah. crazy, five for five. He's like, okay, you got a billion streams. He's like, I don't got a billion streams, but I got a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z always kind of like, even yeah. his whole last album was about like, yo, stop worrying about flexing your money and your and, and putting your, uh, to, your money to your ear on the gram and all that. Like, 
invest in things mm-hmm. make a family like get your morals straight mm-hmm. and so he's he's like lining it up for you in super clever ways all like different metaphors for things and double entendre incredible like the the best that jay-z knows how to do and then he mentions he's like um i don't wear a red hat i forget what the lyrics are exactly but he says i don't wear a red hat but don't try to uh michael and prince me and yay mm-hmm. um because i forget what what it is but it's like when we're when you're um pretty much like two superpowers yeah they try to michael and prince yeah mm-hmm. like versing each like other michael jackson and prince mm-hmm. people would pin them up against each other even though that there's nothing there and they're both like you know gods of music or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. and it's like let them be great you don't have to pin them against each other yeah. and right. even though jay-z is uh Kanye's like older brother and mentor um he can disagree with him when it comes to the Trump stuff but he's like yo don't do that to us we are greats yeah Mm -hmm. and uh and it was cool because people thought that he was dissing Kanye yeah and then he clarified it he tweeted after a year on uh Twitter Mm -hmm. he was like yo the line was about people trying to separate us that's not what it was about um Meek's album is out Drake is on it go listen to it did you did you see uh kanye was like thrown to and then kanye says yeah. thrown to yeah which is like watch the throne too yeah, which is the their throne. collab album yeah which would be insane but i don't know like this whole thing like meek mill was able to do so much yeah uh with the whole drake thing with the justice system stand up for things like there's really he's really saying something you know what yeah. i mean like a lot of music we listen to nowadays it's like yeah it feels good but like this is really a moment mm-hmm. yeah. and the fact that he got that verse out of Jay-Z mm-hmm. I yeah. really recommend everybody listen to that song What's Free and just listen to what Jay-Z has to say Yeah, like this man is 49 and still going at it um, only getting better like yeah. it's crazy it's crazy so, but it's, yeah. a, it's a great comeback it's album stuff. so For sure. definitely check it out uh, anyways um, some of you guys have sent us a lot of questions and thank we really you so thank much. you for that so we're gonna answer those um, and we're gonna have a very fun time. Yeah. Answering them. Um, I want to say real quick. Uh, last time we did answer two questions, um, on the podcast that was about like Zayn Malik and the the Red Dead Redemption thing where we talked about feminism, feminism and stuff. Um, I actually got a lot of feedback from that episode where people were saying like I really enjoyed the way that you guys uh, put your bias aside on this topic and you were honest about the ways that you felt about that topic. Um. And I want to say, like, uh, that whatever we say on the podcast, we hope that, like, you know that it's always coming from a place of, like, conversation and curiosity. And it's not a place of, like, we know the answer to things. Yeah. Um, Because I know that a topic like what we talked about, the Zane thing, we actually discussed it prior to it, the episode before, too, where we were like, you know, we want to make sure we handle this with full responsibility and say, you know, um, that we cannot speak on somebody's religious beliefs in that way mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we're careful um and so yeah we appreciate that you guys uh acknowledge that and we do want to let you know when you do yeah. send in questions or seek advice like you know we're not know-it-alls or anything yeah. but we are definitely open to having a conversation about things especially because we yeah. disagree mm-hmm. yeah and that's beautiful because we can yeah. debate those things i For remember sure. also uh, yeah also like sometimes we kind of play a little devil's advocate sometimes because yeah. we want to like know what the other side might possibly think right and it's if we, we're all sitting yeah. here agreeing then we're all, like the co- the podcast the conversation just stale. not gonna grow yeah, yeah and stale. like e- even after we're done i'm like yeah that was great i love that <laughs> which is cool because you changed my mind like twice on the podcast last time so um, that was awesome and you like questioned me about why I spoke about feminism that way and like mm-hmm. that was awesome so yeah um, thank you guys for acknowledging that yeah um, okay let's go on with the questions so I'm just gonna kind of like I asked this on IG so I'm gonna like pick and choose because um, some of them are similar um, okay first one comes from Sunny Ravina she says how do you stay motivated in school this is a, actually a perfect question because we were all in different Mm-hmm. boats going through school for sure um and so yeah whoever wants to start honestly i just looked at the finish line and i was just like like i had like a dream board in my head for afterwards and i was like okay the quicker i do it the quicker i'll be done and so school for me was like a hard journey just because like i've never been super great at school um it's just like the focusing and all that type of stuff. So it was just a matter of knowing that I can hate this as much as I want, but if I don't do it, then I won't do it. So either I want to complete it and I just get it done every semester, 
um or not that was kind of it yeah i'd say um for me the biggest important thing was like surround yourself with like people in your class and mm-hmm. stuff like that so you can like study together especially in like engineering courses that was like you can't do you can't study for that mm-hmm. yourself like it's impossible and so having your friends it, it's like makes studying fun and like mm-hmm. uh surrounding yourself but i know it's highly competitive in like some of those types of fields so sometimes they may not want to study with you just because they want to you know get a higher grade than you and stuff but is that a thing yeah no Crazy. you're you're ranked uh amongst your classmates and stuff what yeah and you guys know that ranking uh, we don't know the ranking, but everyone has does. to pass. No, not the school. Your uh, teacher does oh. and your stuff. And so you have to, like, make sure. Because everything's based on a curve, right? Mm. Like, the average will be, like, a 40% on exams. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, an A. What? Yeah, because everyone does bad. The average is a 40%. So, mm. like, you know, the median range or whatever, it's, like, it's, it's like that. But mm. um, surround yourself with people yeah. and study with them. That's still. Uh, I would say the same answer I would give to anything that you're partaking in in life that you may not want to be there is that uh, get whatever you can out of it. Um, I remember being, for example, I went to community college before I went to a four-year college and people there treat it like 13th grade and they love calling it that and they love still doing uh, the same habits that they had in high school and um, that's not a good way to look at it because Mm -hmm. there's so much you could get out of it and especially when you're in school, they're, like you're paying for this and uh, there's actually a lot of resources and things that the school provides that you could really use. Um, I remember like there was trips that they were putting together at that community college that um, they just had money for and it was mm-hmm. like, all right, if you pay $50, uh, you can go for a week long in this canoeing, hiking, biking mm-hmm. uh, trip and uh, you're going to be- With food included? Food included. Uh, like. Uh, rooming included that's awesome 50 bucks for a week that's really good yeah yeah. in a crazy place um that you've never been to Mm -hmm. and you get to do all that fun stuff the point of it is that like there's a lot of these random resources and i'm not saying just for fun but like when you're sitting in class rather than being like oh i wish i wasn't here like Mm -hmm. you know moaning and whatever through it like just be like all right what can i really use this for in life Mm -hmm. how can i turn this into um productivity how can i make money out of this whatever it may be it's like you're already there right why don't you just like make use of it right and if you can like i remember getting out of classes early all the time because i finished my work early or like taking finals or midterms early because i was like hey i think i'm ready for this do you mind if i like do that and i've literally gotten out of semesters like two three weeks in advance sometimes literally because Mm -hmm. the teacher was like yeah i mean i think that you could test out and so you don't you could save that time too mm-hmm. if you don't want to be there it's like learn everything and ask questions like that like mm-hmm. hey can i leave early and you know it could work out so. i think one aspect of it is the academics and getting through it and motivating yourself through that but making use of the time like you said is really important because the skill set that you can gain during your college time period like that part of your life is so vital to your growth professionally and socially that like for me when I was in organizations and I was building these relationships it taught me how to network it taught me how to professionally like speak to people um, the way that you talk to your professors and the way that you interact with them help you to interact with your employers in the future it just gives you the skill set that you need to grow in the future so even if you are struggling academically make use of all the extracurriculars and the campus life and all of that because though it may not feed into your education it feeds into yourself and how you grow and to me that was more important bro once you get out of school you realize how important it was or sometimes you have missed out on those networking opportunities for sure even relationships there's a lot of people that are like i wish i had made more friends or like gone to a lot of places in college so that Mm -hmm. i would have been more social and gotten to know more people yeah. like after you get out you're really by yourself yeah and those can, sure. those connections can change your life yeah. literally yeah okay thanks for sending that question that's a that's a really good one um this kind of goes with it uh brown girl in a white tee asks um <laughs> please discuss the pressure of choosing your career that's are, a good are they talking about our careers or like um, in general a career maybe maybe in general Interpret how you want. You could say it. Why don't you answer it on the behalf of yourself? Because I think your perspective is important, Ember. Um, And then we can take it in a different direction. Okay. Yeah. 
I think that for me, um, I did business and ooh, that was nasally. No, no, no. But like this, what? like media, entertainment, whatever. Oh, what? How does that relate to this question? Your your career. Oh, okay. Well, I thought you graduated like, with that. Right, 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 right. What do you want? Like your career is not that no, right now. Well, yeah, but I do think that it feeds into okay. it. Like I do think that my business degree will help us. Sure. Yeah. With yeah, you sure. know working this, but you mean like growing with my family and stuff with my career wise? I think that's what they're trying to get. Oh, at. okay, okay. So career wise, like with my family, like I think I've mentioned this on podcast before, but as a brown girl, only girl in the family, like they're they're not really like, oh yeah, you should do this. They're like, you know, this isn't the best option for you. Um, and even when they realized that I was serious about this, they're like, why don't you be like a news anchor? Like they're still trying to give me options that are safe. I think that as um, I think Ayan covered this a little bit in his podcast about like your parents want the best for you so they want you to choose the most safest option like the most secure option and so choosing a career for me like I think that I chose kind of like whatever I'm feeling and whatever I'm going to do and I just kind of have hope into it um but like their pressure of choosing a career I think don't let other people tell you what motivates you to do what you want to do like whatever you want to do nobody else is actually going to do the work for you or be there to guide you or do anything like that like i'm blessed to be in a team setting that like we're getting we're getting to grow in this career together while we are individually as well um and not everybody's blessed to do that so i think that whatever you have like whatever the pressures you have i think that just try to be able try to be able to figure out what you want to do and work with it as much as you can because nobody else is going to do it for you so i don't know yeah what do you think about i mean take take it in the direction of like anybody sitting through high school college and not knowing what they want to do with their lives yeah for me um like senior year of high school i was like i'm i'm gonna be a doctor quote unquote right mm. and then at like the end of senior year i'm like senioritis is too real there's no way i can do eight years of school and so i was like all right what's the next best best thing and i was like engineering and my dad was an engineer so i was mm. like okay let me pick that and i was kind of good at math so I did that and then I got all these, you know, job opportunities and like I was doing really good with a crappy GPA and my friends with like 4.0s couldn't get jobs and whatnot. And I'm like, what am I doing right? Like I just kept doing like every extracurricular engineering activity I could mm-hmm. and I just expanded my, you know, resume and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to say in front of like uncles and aunties like, yeah, I'm an engineer, mm-hmm. but it didn't feel good inside. Like something wasn't right. Like I would just see the smile on their face and it would not make give me a smile, you know? Right. And so then I was like, but why? Like the money's there. Everything's there. I'm making all, everyone else happy. But I'm like, maybe it's not like 100% for me. I was kind of happy. It was like, you know, 60% or whatever, mm-hmm. but it wasn't fully there. Right. And then like once we started doing all these videos and stuff, and I've always been doing videos, but like it was picking up you know like it was getting rewarded getting rewarded and like people are like yo this is awesome and this is like dope and i don't know i'm like the type of person that like i don't want to put energy and time into something that like is reverting me from something else that might be a bad way of thinking but Mm -hmm. i don't know like if i want to do something i want to like fully do it you know 100 percent because i I could always you know go back and study or get a job or whatever whenever because i had that skill to do it anyways Mm -hmm. so I don't know that pressure from everybody else is kind of like tough but it feels me kind of you know right it's like they don't want to see me win but i'm gonna prove them wrong i think it's a part of the yeah. process that's you like always important. need something to like you know yeah. doubt you. you need yeah. a little chip on your shoulder yeah. you gotta have that so then the story is more yeah. complete otherwise you, even if people it. don't say it or think it i think that they are thinking yeah it because i'm like i want to prove you wrong even though they're probably not thinking it and you want to beat the odds and yeah you, and you want to be what they didn't expect you to exactly. be exactly and it's not even that it's just like better overall like mm-hmm. this creative media entertainment it's like so, it's so helpful to like other people and myself right. and like a lot of people enjoy it like if i did engineering it kind of just only helped myself and my family like monetarily mm-hmm. wise monetary monetization but that's wise. not fulfilling to you that's not fulfilling to me so right. I'd rather take less money and do something more fulfilling and exciting mm-hmm. and stuff like that with friends that people that enjoy. So that's, I don't know, that's how I get over the pressure. Yeah. Mm. I like a lot of what you guys say, so I'm not going to go further <laughs> into this question. Um, Iman Chaudhary says, this isn't a suggestion, but I just wanted to say I love you guys. We love guys you videos. too. Thanks, Iman. Oh, thank you so it. much, Iman. Really appreciate it. Um, now, Emin John says, 
who is a dope artist. Fire by the way. artist. Oh, yeah. Um, what's the best thing? What's the best thing being Ronopono slash Strange Flavor slash a vlogger, etc., taught you? I think all of those things, being all those things, like not just one thing. It's like, what do you do? Well, we have a podcast and this. I think we're. I have no idea how to describe myself. I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea. What's the best thing? But it Mm. taught you. All right, why don't you take it as a vlogger? Because she mentioned that Mm -hmm. part, so that's that's a pretty dope. It taught me that, okay, um, in terms of storytelling, not not everything has to be beautiful. Right, like everyone's like, oh, I need this fancy 4K camera and get the perfect shot and perfect lighting and all that stuff. Beauty is not always in the perfection of like the image quality. Mm-hmm. It's in the perfection of how people are feeling, their emotions, how that people the react. Idea. Like, if you look, watch my vlogs, it's very crappy in terms of like 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 eye technical quality, quality, technical like quality. Aesthetic. But that's what gives it quality mm-hmm. because of the meaningful reactions and jokes that's and like all the that stuff. That's the style of it. That's the yeah. style of it. And it's like I don't want to focus on the colors and aspects and all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You see the way you said colors? <laughs> colors. Let them go. Even though I do, go off, I, I do appreciate that from other people and mm-hmm. appreciate that in myself when I do work on serious projects, but with vlogging it's like not everything has to be fully fabricated because a lot of people will fabricate their videos but there's not that much content inside of it it looks really good Mm -hmm. but there's no content in it and i'm doing the opposite where it's like there's a lot of content but it doesn't look good but it's still super enjoyable to watch for sure so um i'm gonna say from ronald ponal i learned that uh that i think that branding is like super important i used to you know, I love making the Vernal Pono videos, the cultural comedy and everything. What do you mean branding? So, okay. like, uh, I love making those videos, but I always thought that, okay, like, I want to still go by my name and, like, I want to go by Ferocity and I want to, like, you know, be introduced as that and, like, I want to make a, you know, my career off of Ferocity type mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. And then... um you know, just meeting people in the process and everything, they've taught us that, hey, no, like, Ronopono is dope. Like, use that. Like, market yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. Right. You don't have to tie yourself to that every single time. And it's mm-hmm. going to leverage you because people know what that is. And I was kind of always kind of like, I don't know, like, maybe a little bit embarrassed that, like, I, do, I don't want people to just know me as that. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind that at all anymore because it's like, once they discover that they come to everything else and they're like whoa these people are really producing art besides this this is just one of the things that they do and i think otherwise it was like confusing yeah that like okay so i think it was actually more in the way of like okay so he is ronald pono type of thing i think it was more confusing for us too yeah it was like like what do we call ourselves right yeah but now it's i love that that's a thing and people know it and call it that and like that's awesome but strange flavors what that taught me was that like you have to really uh, be careful when you're collaborating and interviewing people and things like that. And even though we are a laid back type of podcast and very conversational, it's like we still have to be professional in certain ways that like, you know, uh, we have to be touchy on certain uh, subjects subjects and things like that because uh, we do have this large influence that I think sometimes we're not aware of or like we don't Mm -hmm. really understand how big of it it is. And there's a lot of people listening and we have to consider all perspectives um in that way and then when we're interviewing people just like just kind of be raw with it and like you know Mm -hmm. just say what we're trying to say otherwise it comes off the wrong way or like you know it might be perceived um by the actual guest Mm -hmm. in a different way so it's like we just i think honesty uh when we're presenting ourselves in all of this um and transparency Mm -hmm. in journalism in general just transparency i think people always really appreciate and they value that so Mm. yeah those two things and i think that like almost in like an intern way absorb absorbing it and then trying to apply it like even just with editing the podcast and then doing the stuff like week by week it just makes me grow and i'm like slowly understanding like who i am what i want to be and i think that's just like how i grow into my characters like i don't just like choose a route and follow i like to learn kind of everything and then absorb it and see what best speaks to myself that's what we're all doing we're like learning everything about everything as we go as we go and what has to happen Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like motivational that like you know you can learn and do everything you just do yourself right it's possible because there's no booklet telling us what to do yeah 
We're just kind of like meeting every week and we're like, this is what we're going to do this week. <laughs> All right. This is anonymous. It says, can you guys include the topic of ethnic cleansing against Muslims in China? Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually saw this question and we decided that we don't want to answer this. Um, Personally, because I think we don't know enough yeah. about the subject and we don't want to slander anything. Right? We just don't know any like uh, know enough to even speak about it. So it's like ignorant for yeah. us to do that. It obviously sounds like it's not a good thing. Uh, yeah. But like we don't right. want to still without getting the full picture. If you have stuff that you want to send us that I would love to personally read like on my own and stuff. Right. But also like just when it comes to these heavily like political things um i think there is a bigger picture that you need to sort of understand before you speak your opinion on it so we don't want to like yeah if you have some information on it you can send it our way and we love to read it yeah strange flavors at strange flavors on ig and twitter and all that Mm -hmm. just send it in look us up yeah um larry long johns 22 says why are you so cute for Austin? (laughs) <laughs> that's my oh, friend that's my man. friend ben thank you ben i love you shout out ben shout out i need it i need no a shout cute. out to ben oh yeah no shout out you guys me. get them all the time also, not from ben also i, I want get, it from ben also sometimes Can I get when it from we ben? ask those questions i get a lot of those okay i just i'm nice and i don't read all of them all right? wow so i'm rolling my but eyes i just I, I just want one from ben that's it ben? Yeah. why ben? would really like him i'd really like him he's he's a i don't like person. him because he called you cute so i don't like him yeah sorry sorry little brown girl 15 What's hey up, what's up says hey. love the podcast it always makes my day when i see y'all posting she's concert. awesome um she's also asking double standards for brown girls versus brown guys Ooh, ooh. i think you don't even have to put brown in that i mean there is brown is more extreme but guys and girls always of course have double standards no but, i do think that brown is important in this amber you want to talk about this yeah i think that the way that you know even uh again gunva talked about this in her podcast like yeah she was in her previous episode yes this sesame okay i know (laughs) i don't remember what hers was called but basically the idea of raising your daughters to be a son if you want them to be like oh big oh it's like it's like the idea of raising your daughter in a way that's um not typically set by brown standards is like raising them like a son versus just raising them to be independent and i think that if you are for raising your daughter to be um not just independent but like school wise and make their own decisions and all that type of stuff it's different because guys are like given okay you have to do this this and this but do what you need along the way Whereas for girls, it's like, wait, you don't want to take that path because then it's going to lead to this. But this path is going to lead to that. And you don't want to do that because that's not a good look for a girl. And I've been told that so many times. And this one specific thing always stands out in my mind. Um, a family member of mine, an extended family member, said, you know, a guy has a thick piece of plastic over their face, whereas a girl has a thin sheet of uh, glass. So if that cracks, you're done. Whereas a guy can take as many hits as he wants and he's going to be perfectly fine. And, I think it's the opposite, and, honestly. And I, guys are, I think guys are more sensitive. No, no, it's not about sensitivity. It's about um, like respect. That that plastic and that oh. glass is respect. So mm. it doesn't take much to break the glass for the girl, and her respect is gone. Oh, okay. Whereas yeah. the respect for the guy is a thick piece of plastic, and so. I think that just that ideology that that can even be spoken in that way that, oh, guys can do so much more and they'll be just fine. But a girl, make sure you watch your steps. You need to be careful. Don't take the wrong move because you you taking the wrong move will mess you up. I yeah. don't know. There was a funny thing. Uh, we went to an event and this girl, lady asked everyone to talk about like their fears. And Farah said, one of my fears is like not having a girl at first. And everyone was like, what? Like you remember that? Yeah. And then like, what did, what did that one guy say about his daughters? He had like three daughters. Yeah, he said he said he didn't. He was trying to go around the question, and he was like, "Actually, I have three daughters, and one of my fears is the way that they're going to grow up." And he was trying to go around the fact that he didn't want to say like, "I don't want them to be like, kind of like sluts almost." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which and he was saying in a way, he's like, "I just want them to grow up, and you know, like, like uh, res- respect." them uh like Respect i don't want their ideologies or something like he's that like i don't cultural. want them to you know wear wrong things and like maybe <laughs> he was like he kept like kind of cringing cringing up a little bit and like he was trying his best not to say like i don't want them to be sluts right um and it was like we everybody knew what he was saying mm-hmm. and yeah. everyone kind of was like nodding their head they're like yeah we get what you're saying but i was like 
Dude, that's weird. Why are you even thinking that I, way? I don't know. Like the same story wouldn't happen if it was a guy. It was, no. Like if he yeah. had three sons, like he that would not be like, happen. Oh, I don't want him to like go around and uh, yeah. get hook up with a bunch of girls. He would never say that. Right. Yeah. Which is scary. Yeah. Which is weird. I'm gonna say thin um, piece of thick piece of plastic. I'm gonna say that on the on the guy's part, um, we know that this exists. That there's these double standards and stuff. And the best thing that you can do as a guy is to provide opportunity. Um, and when you do that, it's like um, you are going. You have a privilege that, like, okay, you're going to be treated in certain ways, um, and you're going to be able to access certain things that some of your uh, women, friends, family members are not going to be and, able and to take it seriously. What's that? Like they'll they'll have some privileges that we don't have too. Who? The women and stuff. I'm saying it's like vice versa. Okay, but yeah, I yeah. mean, like in this. But yeah, yeah I know. In this thing, like. About. We just, I feel like as a man, you just have so much more yeah, yeah. that's different. So, yeah. um, but anyways, like if you see that and you should then when you're given a position of power, you should be like, look for, um, to hire or to help women in those departments. Cause honestly, like women on a team or like in leadership positions are just better for systems in general, like women when they run a house and like things like that like it's just it's just in the way that the dynamics work that like women do it better that's just how it goes you need women they naturally nurture to... and caretake so they yeah. want things to run smoothly yeah um also like on that note real quick like if you feel like as a man or as a woman you have certain responsibilities that are quote unquote like stereotypical or like gender roles right um which people say like that's not a thing which is fine but if you feel like as a man you want to be the one that like takes care and you want to go out of the way and you want to do like the yard work or whatever and as a woman you do want to be a housewife or like i feel like those things are shamed now almost like you Mm. shouldn't be a housewife or you shouldn't be in the kitchen as a woman or like as a man you shouldn't you, it's okay to be um, sensitive and not like know things about cars or whatever, but um, which is fine. But also, you don't feel like it's wrong to want to do those things. Because mm-hmm. some you people, know? like like women, have like a deeper sense again of nurturing. So instead of like being a housewife, it's like a caretaker. It's like they make sure everything's running smoothly. And that's some the toughest need job that. of all. Some, it's a twenty four seven job, literally three sixty five. So it's there's no like shame in it at mm-hmm. all. Um, and now there's like there's men who are naturally good at that too. And I work at a care center, so we have dads who play that role now. And I really don't find anything wrong with that. Like they'll work like remotely or whatever it is, or maybe not at all. And they'll take care of the house. They'll take care of the kids and the um, girls out working, and they're doing their thing. And I think it's still a great dynamic. That's my goal. <laughs> I want sh- I want a sh- I want a sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think communication is the best part of that like you know it doesn't matter uh about all these gender roles and things like that when it's just like you and your partner male or woman uh know male that, or female huh? <laughs> male or female <laughs> whatever man or woman whatever or non-identified or yeah transgender, whatever. non-binary um yeah if you just communicate and say like hey i'm gonna take care of these things you take care of that thing is that cool it's that simple people you don't have to tell other people how to live their lives. Mm. Um, okay. Anonymous. I was wondering if I can... Yeah, stay unknown. Mine is about cheating and heartbreak. How do you deal after a breakup and how to move on? Because he accused me of cheating on him. And once I ended things with him, he said that I was the one who ruined the relationship all along. P.S. I love your hair. It sounds oh, like he's trying <laughs> Thank to... Thank you. <laughs> It sounds like he was trying to turn the situation around because he felt guilty. He accused me. Maybe he's the one. It's a she. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If if oh. if he's the one accusing you of ruining the relationship all along, but he's the one who cheated, and he's the one who messed up the relationship, he's just trying not to put the blame on himself. I think that moving past heartbreak is so hard, but... I, I, it, I don't I, have context here, so I, what you're yeah. saying, like, that could She's, be completely inaccurate. But that's what... Re- read it again. He accused me of cheating on him, and once I ended things with him, he said that I was the one who ruined the relationship oh, all along. I thought, he's, I thought it said that he cheated on me. No, 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 no. 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 Oh, my bad. He just accused 
her of cheating on him. And once she ended things with him, he said that I was the one who ruined the relationship all along. Well, I think I, I'd say don't talk to him <laughs> after that. Yeah. And two, like, give yourself time and find things to, like, distract yourself that's productive. Like, you know, maybe distract yourself in a good way and mm -hmm. stuff like that and give yourself time to heal and stuff. I hear that sometimes when people come out of, like, a toxic relationship or abusive one that they didn't know that they were in one. Mm -hmm. um, and because they are thinking in that it. it's all like, yeah, well, in it, but also they're thinking like it's all like sacrifice for love and it's all mm -hmm. out. But, you know, when you see uh, another person come along when the time comes, when, when time heals itself, uh, you realize that like, you know, there is better things out there. And mm -hmm. the way that you're like, if, if it's a toxic thing, that's really affecting you in that way then you know it's good to probably get out of that and and focus on other things that are going on in your life mm -hmm. spend more time with like family and friends um and then when the time comes again where you're like looking like make sure that that's one of the things off your checklist like you got to make sure that nothing repeats in that way right and check yourself too maybe like you're what are you what are you maybe lingering towards that like is not a healthy thing like are you attracted to you know i saw uber facts that was saying that like women are naturally attracted to like um like douchey guys i think like as you leave this relationship and and when you do seek one in the future it's really important to to like see the habits of somebody and if their tendencies lean towards placing blame on one rather than the other versus taking equal part in in actual faults and whatever it is because even in in my healthiest relationship and in just general the most healthy thing that you can do is regardless of who was wrong or what went wrong it's important to acknowledge the whole situation and then say okay this is what went wrong not you are at fault not i am at fault this is a situation that went wrong and the way that we handled it went like this therefore we should do this and i think that the maturity that comes with that putting your ego down and actually being able to navigate that relationship properly shows are you compatible with this person is this person good for you and is this going to be toxic in the future? So in the future, when you're seeking out your next relationship, just keep the lessons that you learned from this one without taking the baggage and trust issues into the next relationship. Well, Strange Flavors, romantic podcast. <laughs> All romance needs. Send us dirt about your exes. We'll <laughs> expose them. Expose. And give us their numbers. We will yeah. call them. Prank and call them on live the on the podcast. Also, just kidding, also if you that. think your man's or woman's is cheating on you, Give us their number. We will send them flowers from their secret admirer's <laughs> house and uh, we'll find out if they are actually cheating. Yes. That is what we're doing now. Um, that's uh, that's all the questions that we're going to do for today. Um, I want to I wanna end w off with one more question I have for you guys. Hmm. For us or the audience? Yeah. Oh, sure. Audience too replied to this. Would you get in a relationship for exposure exposure for exposure like all right say you're like, like, you're clout? like yeah like say you're like getting no nowhere in life mm -hmm. and you're like still trying at this thing and someone comes along that is like is gonna put you on the spot for sure and they will like you know they're gonna give you the exposure you finally need it and you know that all, that's all you need the exposure would you do it no no i feel like if i need to I really ha connect to with like somebody yeah i have to like that person what if you're like 40 years old and you're still nowhere i don't I, I, it's I still really not gonna be fulfilling like it's not gonna work out fulfilling. between That's yeah right fulfilling word. like it's it's just like okay i'm not gonna like i this can't person. you can't fake something you ever yeah. see you ever see actors with like really young mm -hmm. yeah model girlfriends and stuff right i think i might do it like when i'm like 80 or something like you'll get a young girl. <laughs> do it. You'll do it to other people. You'll give no. them exposure. No, 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 no. no. Like I like, oh, like you'll, yeah. Because yeah. like I'm like gonna, old. What are you gonna get by the time you're eighty? Right. Are you trying to get Cloud at eighty? Hopefully, I'm like you know kind of rich or something. You know. So so you no, but then you would you'd be fine then. But I, I'm not like that's not exposure. That's so then rich. you would want to give somebody else exposure. No, no, no. I'm rich, but I'm probably not like famous. No, I'm or talking anything. about like you're poor and you need like exposure. That's on Black China ish. 
like you know fame or rich or whatever like i'm saying like i'm not famous or anything i just like have i think that like you guys don't think that you could learn to just love anybody no no that's one thing i know for a fact is that you cannot learn to love somebody unless you want to what if you know they're a good person but you just like don't really you don't think that they're attractive no i i don't think that works i don't think you can get with somebody that like you don't connect with and that like feel that like attractiveness and like connection with if you don't feel who's that, a celebrity that you don't think is attractive a guy celebrity i, I don't really find like f- like physical characteristics unattractive it's Do you think like Ryan personality Reynolds is attractive I mean, but like, yeah. if what I'm, about like Shia LaBeouf? Do you think he's attractive? I'm see, attractiveness to me is a mixture of like would you, would how you, the person would you is. be in a relationship with Shia LaBeouf? Um, I don't. He's too I wild. No, no, it's not. It, yes or no, Amber? I, I can't answer that because Why? because if I'm going to be in a relationship with someone, it has to be like their personality has to match up with like chemistry. Like I have to not only like their personality, but I have to feel Yo, something with them. If it was like a blind date and like I literally couldn't see the person, but mm. we're like talking or something, right? And it's like exposure, but I really like their vibe and I can't see them. Then yeah, like if I really and then, like and their then vibe, you see them and you just like are not attracted to them. But if if, if we really like hit it off or whatever, yeah. and I can't see them, then and it's like the exposure. It's thing like Fiona yeah. when she turns into an ogre. Like yeah. I can have a the lot. The whole thing of, is like that's if, fine. I, if I really like them, like personality. Like you're willing wise, to just Shrek. If I don't like Shrek them personality wise, but they're attractive and they're like super famous or whatever, that doesn't mean a lot. I'll be friends with them, but yeah. I think that like you can have a great personality and you can be great on your own, but like if you don't have that, do you think people do this? Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I'm of sure. Course, all the time. Yeah, I do think that it. I think it's common. Time. I think that guys, in celebrity culture, it's very are common. Are you guys scared of that happening to you at any point? What if maybe say say like five years down? About okay, it. you still like are not like, say you're just like focused on yourself. You're not like looking for girls, whatever. But then in five years, you're like somebody comes along, that she's like re- like you're like wow, this is a dope person. Like I really like this person, and then like you find out later that like they've been wanting you just for your fame. Just for your fame. Are you scared of that happening? I, the funny thing is I've always been scared for stuff like that. Like mm. when I was, you know, studying engineering, I was like, I'm going to have all this money. Like, like <laughs> I don't so want, nice. I don't want people to like marry me for my money or anything. <laughs> like, you know, a, a, like that, that scares me. And so uh, it, it's always going to scare me. I'm like, okay, do you actually like, so I'll do like stupid stuff to make sure that you actually like broke boy for- gang, <laughs> gang, 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 broke boy gang. That's I why think, it's better to be in the broke boy gang. I think if it's like mutually beneficial, like Cardi B and Offset, like I think it's cool that they're like, really, like they're both hype people. Do you, think that, both- do you think that that relationship is fake? No, I don't. I don't think that's true. Do you think that Beyonce and Jay-Z is fake? No, I don't think that's fake. You know, a lot of people say that like that's a power. It I is, think, it is think, a super power, power move. But it, power move? I thought you were going to say power couple. It is a power couple too. Yeah. Like I say it's like 100%. I believe, in, I believe in power couples. Maybe like some point in the beginning, maybe. But like now it's like it's been way too long together. I don't think they would have had such a private wedding and all that type of stuff if they wanted it for the clout, you know? Yeah, But maybe when they first started dating or something. But there are marriages that are like total business moves. Oh, yeah. Like, do you think Kanye and Kim is a business move? I think I think it is. But I also think it's mutually beneficial. No, I think from Kanye's standpoint. Yeah, I think from Kanye's standpoint. Because he literally says like. The Kardashians are around forever. Like he talks about his wife like she's just like, like, uh like an idol like symbol yeah he's like i have her kim Car- he, he doesn't say like her mm-hmm. that's the thing he says my wife is kim kardashian mm-hmm. which is like you're talking about her like she's a celebrity yeah mm-hmm. so you are acknowledging i think that. they're both similar in that same like they both yeah. have the same headspace that like it's most be, be, i don't even know what i'm saying beneficially mutual mutually, mutually benef- beneficial right and it's that's like, what i'm saying in that case i feel like it works yeah like like you guys like both that. kind of have like the yeah. same values in a way. Like when he gave her part of the company, it was like that was Aww. a sweet move. For <laughs> like, them. That's weird to me, but yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, but I I think that power couples are like a great thing. So like if say like five years down the line, like I, I have somebody and they're like also kind of big and whatever, and I've gotten somewhere, I think it'd be cool to have like that type of thing. All right, but, if you're at that point, like you got some clout, would you? look for people that also are in celebrity or industry world or would you how would you even find the other person would you want like a normal person or like another 
person. I'm not going to say what I want industry. or what I would look for because no, I don't. Just, just theoretically. No, I know, but just like. For the sake I, of the conversation. Even for the sake of the con- conversation. For the juice. Relationships for me literally have to be grown from like like scratch like if, if me, it, me, me, me. Show I'm, me being, I'm being question. so serious okay, why, why can't you just I, let I, it happen I've seen so many like romantic movies and like the guy will always be like you know a superstar or whatever and the girl won't like know anything about him mm-hmm. I love those are my favorite types of movies oh like romantic wait, 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 say it again the girl doesn't know anything about oh yeah oh. and she's like, like I, uh we just saw a movie like that right crazy rich Asians yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy rich Asians, like right. I like movies like that like she likes him for just him or like sometimes she'll like I think, be annoyed. I think that's a super power move on his yeah. part. Yeah. Like that feeling of like, yo, she doesn't know who I am. Yeah. And, and he played it like low key and stuff. Yeah. Like, like he was. It came off super humble. Like, I like stuff like that. Yeah. But would you would you be mad if like, if you were in the girl's shoes, like you didn't know that the whole time? No, because I think that would be awesome. Like, um, that kind of happened with uh, Hannah Montana movie. <laughs> Hannah Montana was, you know, she's like super rich, but she has a double life or whatever. And the guy is like, I like you for the countryside or whatever. And then he finds out that she's Hannah Montana, spoiler alert. And he was like, why'd you, <laughs> why'd you like hide that from me? Like, I liked you for who you are. You could have showed me both of your sides. Like, uh, you know, I like you for that. So nah, I'd be in the same That's way. not true. It would have, it would have like messed with everything. Yeah. If yeah. He knew. But like, there was some stuff that happened in the middle. Or I whatnot, think that, but... like, in that case, you're not being, like, open and honest, though, all along. Yeah, but, like, she was scared. That's, a, that's like, an ego she, thing. She was like, I don't want you to like me for the, you know, like, my superstardom or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she was afraid of that. That's exactly what we were talking Sometimes about Sometimes that's the ego thing for the guy, though. What? Remember, even in oh, Crazy yeah, Rich yeah, Asians, yeah. like, when the, when the wife or the girl is, like, making more than the, than the guy, yeah. it, like, bothers him. Yeah. And but I, it clearly I think wouldn't bother you because standards. you said you want to be a stay-at-home dad. No, I, I think I do, but I still think some aspects would bother me. But, really? like, I would want to get over that, you know? Like, I know uh-huh. that it exists, and I want to get like over Like, she's that. making more money than you and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I think it will slightly bother me. I think it depends me. on how she handles it. Yeah, I think it will slightly bother me, but I like that it bothers me so that I can get over it. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh-huh. So, I if, think like, that's what I'd appreciate. I think if she lets you figure that out, yeah. like, hey, I'm always here if you need me type of thing. Like, yeah. you know, I have money... You don't need to do anything, but, you know, I'm here. Rather than, like, you make your own money, you spend it yourself type of thing. And yeah, like, no. Yeah. That's kind of, like, rude. Because yeah. I wouldn't want to do that to a girl. So yeah. I wouldn't want that done to me either. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. That was a long conversation for one sort of question. <laughs> but you got to think about these things because it's fun. It's fun doing those theoretical yeah. stuff. I'm like Amber over here. She's no, like, you're no theory- because I want to be serious because the guy of my dreams is listening to the podcast right now. No, and- no, that's not. <laughs> and they're going to think that I I'm want a rich as, guy. No, I'm being as real as possible. Oh, like I'm not just saying it so the people can hear it like that. That's my truth. Like I'm being so serious. Like basically, what you're trying to say is you're not searching for a type of person. I'm not searching or looking ever. It's literally if it happens, it happens, that and that's yeah. great. Yeah, you know. That's what she was trying to say for us. Thank you. Shamir. I just like I just like twists and turns. Right, I, know. I want like headlines. Yeah, like, Amber says controversy. A guy with boots who is short with a beard. Like, that's what I want. I don't want the yeah. He has to be nice. Like yeah, I want headlines. Yeah. All right, that's all we got for you today. Thank you for sending in your questions. Yeah, thank you, thank Any you. Any other topics you guys want to talk about? Send it in on our from? social media. Strange flavors everywhere. <laughs> 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 he was asking us but that too but yeah that works too yeah do that Good hey job. um also thank you guys so much for the love on the new video we passed 125 no no we're almost 115, there. 115K. I, I haven't checked today so yeah so thank it's you up next there. Parody. we have we're close to 25k uh subscribers Woo-hoo. um yeah this is the thank you next parody um and just thank you for all your love on everything we appreciate you guys so much um we've been doing shows recently uh if you want us at your school or event email us um it'll be linked in the description um and we can come to your school or event wherever you want us and perform it's been a lot of fun thank you guys for letting us do what we love and uh yeah we hope to continue building this for you guys so we can make it bigger and better yeah thank you for tuning in it's been another week another flavor a little less stranger we'll see you next time goodbye